hold on to your hats. I have got a great guest today and I am super excited to share her as well as her expertise on video, something that we all need but are intimidated by and oftentimes put off and don't do. So I can't wait to share these empowering statistics with you that um, my guest is sharing today and also give you the insight and tools on how you too can create amazing videos that are going to help your brand not only succeed but help you make money at the same time. Emmy Award winner Patricia Kelkani has helped companies double and even triple their revenue with video. She has 15 years of experience traveling the world as a documentary filmmaker, creating story-driven promo videos to help companies make more money, and producing a national television series. Known for her fun and simple teaching techniques, she's now helping entrepreneurs create lucrative videos for high impact, more money, and reminding clients that not having a CTA after a video is like meeting the man of your dreams and not giving him your phone number. Hello friends, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm Robin Graham, your host, and a brand marketing strategist and photographer passionate about helping women connect and grow their audience and get more clients. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build the business from the ground up when I was actually terrified to put myself out into the world as something new. For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, our visions, and our values. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Are you a businesswoman or entrepreneur who is transitioning into something new, into the second phase? Are you trying to figure out how to create an audience, how to grow a presence online, but you're stuck on the tech and the how-to? You have no idea how to attract new clients into your business? Don't worry. I am going to give you the exact blueprint on how to connect and grow your audience and attract more clients. During my brand marketing strategy sessions, we are going to go through the six pillars of success for your brand. The six pillars of success include online marketing, storytelling, relationship building and client connection, differentiation, personal branding, visual branding, and genuine networking. Sit with me for an hour and let's transform your brand strategy. Or do you learn better in a group environment? Join me along with five other women just like you and collaborate and mastermind together in one of my popular mini brand mastermind sessions. In two one-hour sessions, we will go through each of the six pillars of brand marketing success. There will be time to focus on your business and time to learn as we focus on the other five participants' businesses. We will run a mini mastermind group the second and third Wednesday of each month. Check the website 
www.therobingram.com for details. And I'll include the link in the show notes as well. Patricia Kelakani, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thanks, Robin. It's good to be here. I'm super excited today because you have, well, first of all, I love your backstory and I'm thrilled to get to have someone of your stature on my show, but also the topic we're going to discuss today about video is so relevant to success as far as personal branding or being an entrepreneur goes. So will you please tell the listeners a little bit about you so that they can be familiar with you and then we'll dive into all the nitty gritty about creating awesome video. Yeah, sure. So I am a filmmaker and video marketer and basically I do three different things within that. So one is I make um, custom client videos and basically I just help businesses and nonprofits and corporations increase their revenue with video. <clears throat> the second thing is I'm a showrunner for a television show called Life on the Line. Um, and then the third is I help entrepreneurs make their own videos to grow their businesses. Awesome. And for the third thing, do you actually educate, train? Do you have online courses? How do you do that? Yeah. So I have online courses and that includes like group coaching. And then I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching, that type of a thing. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about this TV show. I actually haven't seen this. So it's, um, let's see, we just finished the fifth season and, um, basically it's a documentary series narrated by Lisa Ling and we feature stories of like just people beating the odds and who choose not to give up. And, um, it's just, it's really inspiring. So I love it. That's great. I'm going to have to check that out. And what does it mean to be a showrunner? Um, so basically it's, it's the person who makes the show happen. So like the executive producer, but also the story fixer, it's making sure the story, like the show gets, you know, broadcasted and delivered to the distributor and making sure that the episode producers and directors know what, you know, the stories are and you know, that type of a thing. So it's basically like everything behind the scenes. <laughs> and a lot so. of details. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's good. It's good. It's a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun and it sounds like you get to meet some pretty amazing people. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's like, to me, I think that's one of my favorite parts is just meeting these individuals who are like, just so inspiring. And, and we, we actually become friends afterwards. It's, it's awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your first phase. So my first phase, I would say was, um, like ever since I was younger, I would say maybe like, like early teens, 13, 14, I wanted to be a TV news reporter. And, um, and honestly, I mean, it sounds so silly, but I wanted to be like, like Lois Lane. Like that was kind of like, oh, like the excitement, the adventure, you know, that type of a thing. Plus she had Superman. I mean, hello. Right. Right. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so in college, I, you know, majored in broadcast journalism and got some competitive internships and all these things. Um, and then 
once I graduated, I applied for jobs and pretty much heard the same thing over and over again, which was, you look too young, your hair is too long, and your voice is too high-pitched. So long story short, I ended up taking the first job offer I got, which was for a large nonprofit in their, uh, their PR department. And eventually what went from a like mostly writing and photography role, um, grew into a video role. So, um, my boss knew that I had a love for video and although it's weird. So this was back before even YouTube existed. So like before video is cool, like no one knew how to make videos really. I didn't even know how to make a video, but, um, but when he, uh, he walked into my office and was like, Hey, I want you to, to cover a story in Albania. And, um, by the way, why don't you take a video camera and just see what happens? And so I was like, okay, I got a crash, like a five minute crash course from like this audio visual, you know, middle-aged man who was very kind and came back and someone else was actually supposed to edit that video but they just were too busy and it just never happened. So I decided, okay, well, I need to learn how to do this. So I bought a, a MacBook Pro, like a laptop that could actually edit videos and, um, and learned. And that's how I like literally discovered my passion for documentary filmmaking. And um, it was awesome. From then I traveled the world. They sent me an assignment all over and um, just to be able to see what a difference and what an impact those documentary films had on others was huge. Like, you know, the, the increase in revenue, the, the impact and all of that just made my passion for it just even more because it, it was just so rewarding. It was awesome. So what, do you mind if I ask what organization you worked for that was a nonprofit that was sending you to all these places to create these incredible videos and documentaries? Sure. Loma Linda University Health based in Southern California. So okay. they do, yeah, they do work, um, like a lot of, a lot of mission work all over the world. And so, and then of course, locally in Southern California as well. So yeah, it was, it was awesome. So it sounds to me that you have quite a heart of servitude in addition to your love and your passion for creating videos. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do for sure. I mean, I think that's what is the real drive too, you know, like we all want to make a difference in this world and to get paid for it even better, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. To do something that you love and you care about and have a deeper purpose, deeper meaning, I think is very powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us about um, your Emmy awards, because I'm sure that the listeners will are curious about that since I mentioned it. And then from there, I would, I want to dive into the nitty gritty of creating video and how we as entrepreneurs can use video to help us promote our personal brand, really develop relationships and make all of, all of those connections. But let's start with you telling us a little bit about your Emmy Awards. Sure. So, um, yeah, so basically, um, boy, a few years ago from all, like from the documentary films <clears throat> that I worked on and, you know, I, then, uh, we thankfully, um, 
it went from just me doing video to then a team. And then I ended up starting a new department at the organization that focused on video um, and increasing revenue with video. So anyways, so eventually, yes, we planned um, and produced a television show and just from there improved it and improved it. And, um, and yeah, I, oh man, when I remember the first Emmy I won and it was just like, holy cow, it was so awesome. I actually, um, won it for, um, some stories on disabled individuals, challenged athletes. And, um, and it was so rewarding, just, oh my goodness. It was, I, okay. So I actually haven't said this to very many people, Robin, but I, I like getting an Emmy award before I got one was on like, obviously one of my like career aspirations. And so a couple years prior to actually winning my first Emmy, I got a dog and I named her Emma. Um, and it, her nickname for me was Emmy. And it was just kind of a reminder for me to like, okay, keep focused on that dream I have. Like, so whenever I would call my dog, it was kind of like, I don't know, kind of like in the back of my mind, like keeping my mind focused on that dream I had. So almost kind of, like a, a daily affirmation for, and for a manifestation, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah it was. And now like Emmy is like a popular name instead of Emma, it seems like, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is really funny. And it, I, I'm a huge dog lover. So I love that story, especially because it's a dog. So that's really awesome. And did you meet like really incredible people? Like I know you met the Bushes. Did you meet other famous people along your journey? Yeah. I mean, what's so yeah, Barbara Bush and George Bush. And that was amazing. Um, Lisa Ling, obviously, I don't know if you're familiar with Lisa Ling. So she's, um, a journalist as well and has her own show on CNN. And she was like, are you familiar with? Yeah, she was. All, okay. I am. I so, don't know if all the listeners are, but Keep, okay. keep going with your story. Yeah, she was also on The View. So she was actually one of the first um, hosts of The View when it, mm -hmm. the show first started airing. So anyways, um, she was also host of the National Geographic uh, show uh, called National Geographic Explorer. Anyways, so, um, so yeah, so it's awesome to be able to work with her and, um, and it's such an honor. Let's dive in to talk about video because I'm sure everybody's chomping at the bit. As much as they love to hear your story, I'm sure they want to know the nitty gritty about how they can use video to really launch their, their business and their career. So where would you start? If you're talking to an entrepreneur, you're going to coach an entrepreneur, where would you start? Are there say five to 10 top tips that we should know that we should think about and plan for to create great videos. Yeah, for sure. So if we're talking, I'll start with this. So number one is messaging. So you obviously want to make sure that, um, you know what you're going to say. So set a goal for this video. Like, do you want to increase your email list with this video? Do you want to, uh, have people get on discovery calls with you. So have that in mind. Also, what is for like a lot of videos that we do are how to videos kind of like tutorials. We like to give, you know, quick wins, um, that then in return, 
gets them to come back for more, right? Once we get them a quick win. So messaging is key. Make sure you know what you're going to say. Um, and there, like, there are some really good outlines to that too, as well. Um, and we could go a little dive, like deeper in that later on, but, um, also then after you know what your video is about, what you're going to say and what your goals are, all of that, then we come into the artistry part, which is the filming and editing. So for filming, there are four basic components that you need to remember. So one is lighting. And, you know, if you don't have a light, like let's say you don't have a ring light or soft boxes or anything like that, the easiest thing to do is to sit in front of the window in indirect sunlight. And indirect sunlight is key. Um, you don't want to be in direct sunlight. I actually have videos showing the difference between the two, but, um, but that works really well. Um, number two is audio. So you, um, you know, I know a lot of people don't have microphones. I highly suggest getting one and you can actually get one for 20 bucks on Amazon. It's the Boya BYM1. And I think it's really the perfect microphone when you're starting out, you can plug that right into your phone and, um, and it works on any phone an Android or an iPhone. And then you just pin it. It's a, it's a lavalier. So you just pin it, um, you know, on your top. And that will give you great audio. I've even filmed videos in like super loud airports and you could still hear me like so clearly, even with the loudspeakers and like the crowds and all of that. So it's great. Um, and then the third thing is stabilization. So you obviously want to make sure that the camera isn't shaky, right? Like if we're just holding it, which I understand, like when we're doing, you know, like some instant stories, like laid back videos, I think it's, it's okay. But when we want to film like a high quality video, make sure and just buy a tripod and, um, a phone adapter for that tripod. So, and it just makes it easier because you can just set up that tripod wherever you want. You're not like, you know, piling up on some books and then it like, I don't know, it just kind of gets messy. So um, a tripod that I recommend is, it's honestly the Amazon Basics 60 inch lightweight tripod. And, um, and it's great. Plus you need an adapter for your phone. So I use the Vastar Universal Smartphone tripod adapter. And that's like eight bucks. The tripod is like $20 on Amazon. And those are great too, for when you do like your Instagram lives and your Facebook lives, even if you're recording a homepage video, it's, it's great. And it's like so inexpensive. So the fourth thing you want to consider is framing or what's called composition. And so you want to make sure that when you're on video, which in most cases we are, um, that the framing is set correctly. So for example, you don't want your head like in the lower third part of the screen and like, you know, where there's a ton of headroom up above. I actually, to make it easier, I have a YouTube video that goes over all of this too. So you can check it out on my YouTube channel. Um, but that's the other fourth thing you want to consider. So more, you want to more or less fill the frame versus it's, it's almost like photography and you have the rule of thirds. So you want to place yourself in the frame so that there is some negative space around you, but not too much negative space because you want to be the focus 
in the video. Exactly. Yeah. So basically putting your eyes at that, at like two thirds high up on the frame. It's kind of hard to explain over audio, but, but yeah, it's, well, it's um, I think if we, if we, we can almost make a visualization for them. Like if you think of a four by six note card and you were to divide that into thirds and then divide it and that horizontally to divide it into thirds and then divide it into thirds vertically. And so that, that top two thirds line would be really the top line of, of the page. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, good. So that helps. And if I wasn't a photographer, I might not know that, but <laughs> that certainly helps, right? <laughs> okay, I can tell you're used to the podcasting and I'm used to the video. I'm like, just watch the video. It'll be, <laughs> I know, right? That's so funny. And I'm used to having to explain the visuals behind that. Yeah, that's funny. So what is your YouTube channel? I want to make sure that we include that in the show notes so that people can find that. Yeah, it's just my name. So Patricia Kalakani. Great. I will put the link to that in the show notes so that people can easily find that. And okay, so I have a question for you. So we talked about lighting, audio, stabilization, and composition. Now, what if we want motion? What if we are, say we are creating soaps and we want to do a video of how we create these these luxury soaps? Nice. Yeah. How do we do this? Because we want motion in that, right? So I'm assuming we're going to put that on the tripod, but -hmm. are there specific tips or tricks for doing that so that it's really effective and you really feel the the motion within the frame? Yeah. Okay. So we'll start with some basics. So um, I would say starting out, yes, put it on the tripod and then get an establishing shot, which is going to be a wide a wide shot, basically sharing like where you're at this, you know, the soaps included in that, that type of a thing. Then you want to get a little tighter and get a medium shot. So you're a little closer and then you want to get some close up shots. So you want to, um, get a diverse, uh, you know, like some diversity in your shots. Um, now what I love to do too is, basically, and I kind of call this creating like a beauty shot and it's turning your phone. Like if you're using your phone or if you're using a fancy camera, put it on a slow motion mode. And then from there, you can literally like move your hands in like the T-Rex technique, I call it. So, so your elbows are kind of tucked in against your, like, um, your in front of you kind of like on your abs. And it just helps you hold that camera more steady. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of move along and slide the camera along in a like a nice horizontal position, or you could do vertical position, whatever you want. And it's my favorite hack to um, to almost feeling like you have a slider, which is like expensive camera equipment or something like that, a jib, whatever. And, um, and I love to do that. So I actually go, uh, teach you how to do this too on my YouTube channel as well. Um, and it's perfect. So I love these videos too, for making a website banner video. So they're just so effective. So like for one of my clients, for example, we made a website banner video for her dental office. And that's kind of the, the trick we did was 
putting it in slow motion. Her dental office theme is we give you the most relaxing dental experience. And so it really just carried on that theme of, you know, relaxation and you got to like see the comfort menu and the nice relaxing, you know, lobby, that type of a thing. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, it goes, even if you're making soaps, it goes along with the same thing is keeping like thinking about what your theme is, what your brand is about. Now, if your brand is about like fun and upbeat and, you know, stuff like that, then you could do faster paced shots and move, um, move the camera faster and maybe not put it in slow motion. Just make sure that it's, it's, you know, moving nice and smoothly. Maybe you'll have faster cuts in your editing so that the video clips don't stay on for like five seconds, but maybe for two seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh gosh, those are great tips. I've, and I, I've watched videographers do this with the slider, but I didn't realize how we could do it on the phone. So that's a great, really great tip. That's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I have a slider too and I use it, but, but a lot of times, like if you don't have it, or if you just want a quick, like kind of hack to it, like I, and to be honest, because, because it's so easy to do without a slider, I rarely use it now. So yeah, yeah it's oh, super effective. Great. Would you like to be featured on the second phase podcast? It's super easy. Go to my website, robingrahamphotography.com and select the podcast menu option. And there you can record a voice message. Ask me anything you want related to brand marketing strategy or personal branding. I'll answer your question in an upcoming episode and give you and your business a shout out. We'll even tag you on Instagram and Facebook. I can't wait to hear your questions. Those are great tips as far as capturing that motion and really showing behind this behind the scenes in our, in our businesses. Now, is there a best practice in terms of length of video? I know, you know, like Instagram, we have Instagram TV, which can be longer. We have the 15 second segments on Instagram stories, and then we have one minute, right? A 60 second Mm -hmm, um, time frame in our feed. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the best practices? What do you recommend? So, you know, when it comes to video, I think the most important thing is just hooking your viewer in the first like five to eight seconds, the faster you can do it, the better. So what you want to do is first just start with a smile and greet them. And then there were three different ways that you can hook them in. So you can, for example, state an intriguing fact or statistic like research shows that your business will make more money if you make videos or video is a game changer in your business. Research shows, blah, 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 blah. Um, You can also share a transformation and tease. Like for example, um, I get it going to the dentist can be a pain, but if you come here, it'll be your relaxing getaway. It's kind of like, wait, what? So you have like that irony um, within that. Or another example is to simply open with how you can make their life easier or better. Um, Something like, I'm so excited because I'm going to make your life a whole lot easier with blah, 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 that type of a thing. So that's probably the most important factor. And then from there, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's, then from there you want to go into kind of the, the steps 
of how you can help them do that. Um, but as far as time, it, it really depends. Like for example, for YouTube, YouTube loves videos that are like at least 15 or 20 minutes, which I know sounds crazy. Um, cause it's, it's pretty long, but the fact is like all of these, you know, social media platforms, their whole goal is just to get people to stay on their platform. So the longer you can keep your viewers watching your video, the more they're going to push that video out to others and other people's feeds. So that's really the, really some of the tips right there. So do you know for Instagram TV, it used to be nine minutes. Is it still nine minutes or can, cause I've seen now some people have much longer videos. You know, I'm not, yeah, I don't know if it, if it's changed or not, but yeah, the, really the key is the longer you can keep them on your video, the better. And then after, and what they love too, is, is if you can like after your video ends and they go on and watch one of your other videos, right. And mm -hmm. so you just keep them on their platform and that's what they love. But what I like to do and what I teach is to have a call to action at the end of your video, because your whole goal as entrepreneurs is to grow your email list and is to, you know, it's to make sales, not necessarily to, you know, monetize your YouTube videos that I would say that would be a YouTuber, mm -hmm. you know, trying to do that. So that's kind of the difference. Right. And obviously for IGTV there, you know, isn't monetization. At right. least not yet. So, yeah. And so some of those call to actions can be, you know, um, download my free tip sheet, my free lead magnet, a freebie of some sort to get them to sign up for your email, um, a discovery call. There's so many different mm -hmm. things that you can ask people to do to take that action, even to just go read a blog post on the topic that you're presenting in the video, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the, the list is endless. Okay. So now let's, you mentioned editing before and mm -hmm. I would love to dive into this a little bit because we've, we've talked about so many different things and I have two big things left that I want to ask you. And one is like apps and editing tools and any suggestions that you have related to editing. And then the, the last question that I want to ask you is the value of, of video, the value of video for building a personal brand. So or a successful business. So let's start with the editing tools and then we'll jump into how we can apply all of this to building our brands. Sure. Okay. So for editing tools, um, if you are editing on your phone, like if you have an iPhone, to be completely honest, I just, I like to use iMovie. It's free with your phone. You're not going to get all of the, you know, okay, for $5 a month, you can add this feature or whatever. It's just, it's all there and it's simple and you can add graphics, you can add transitions, B-roll, music, all of that stuff. So I like iMovie. Um, Videorama, if you do want to um, take it a step up a little bit, then I do like Videorama as well. That one you do have to pay for. For an okay. Android, Kinemaster. Um, super simple, user-friendly. How do you great. spell that? K-I-N-E okay. and then master. It's one word, I believe. Um, for a Mac, like for Mac users, for those who have Mac computers, um, again, when you're starting out iMovie, it's super user-friendly, all of that stuff. If you want to get more advanced, I love Final Cut Pro. 
Um, but starting out, just use iMovie. For PCs, Filmora is what I recommend. And you can also use it if you're a Mac user as well. Uh, you really don't have to because you have iMovie on your computer for free. But for PC users, Filmora is super user-friendly um, and it's affordable as well. So, And yeah. is that F-I-L-M-O-R-A? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. So Filmora for PC users. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Now you mentioned something called B-roll and I know what B-roll is just because of what I do, but can you explain to the, the listeners what B-roll is and how they might use B-roll? Yes, definitely. So B-roll is supplementary video footage. For example, let's say you're creating a video for your homepage for your website. And you're talking about, let's go back to the soap analogy. So you're talking about how your soaps are handmade and maybe the process that you put into this a little bit. So then rather than just showing your face while you're talking to your viewer, show, get video of you making this soap. And then you can insert that footage over you talking. And so they still hear you. But while you're talking about the process and how they're handmade, they see it being done. And that is, to me, that's the magic of editing. Like for when you do Instagram lives and Facebook lives, like you don't, you don't get to edit the video. And I think live videos are obviously, you know, great. But in a pre-recorded video, like a homepage video, for example, you would make that and edit it. I just love it because you can, you can really grab your viewers' emotions and take them inside your business. You can, um, you know, one of the questions, again, going back to messaging is what do you, to answer, is what do you want your viewers to feel while they're watching this video? And so, you know, as you write that out, that's kind of the the emotions that you want to bring into your video. So like music is also a huge way to really um, evoke emotion in your viewers. Like if you want, again, if if your brand is like fun and like spunky and like stuff like that, then that's the type of music that you would choose. If it's, you know, very like elegant and, uh, you know, just very formal, then you would choose that type of music to go Mm -hmm. along with your theme. So yeah, I... I love, I mean, editing it. I know a lot of people are a little overwhelmed with it, but seriously, if you just learn those step-by-steps, you can, oh man, you can create magic. The sky's the limit, right? (laughs) And I think the music also kind of goes along with artistry that you were talking about earlier when the, the artistry of the filming, the artistry of the editing, and then you throw the music on top of it and you really stimulate emotions. Exactly. Yeah. Artistry. So under artistry is filming and editing. Yeah. And music definitely Mm -hmm. falls under there. Which talking about that emotional connection, it brings us back to my question about personal branding and building, you know, having a brand strategy that is going to connect with more people within your ideal audience and grow an emotional connection with them, which at the end of the day is our goal. So that because we know people buy personalities, they don't necessarily just buy products and services. So let's talk a little bit about that and the power of video for, for branding. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's to me that, yeah, that really is the most powerful aspect of video is you can literally have your viewer feel like they're right there in the same room with you, just talking with you almost. And, and that's, that's what we want them to feel like. And so, um, so I, and plus too, I'll list out some research statistics that kind of back this all up too. Aberdeen research found that businesses that use video grow revenue 49% faster. Uh, HubSpot found that 64% of customers say that seeing a video makes them more likely to buy, which I can attest to that. And then Forbes magazine uh, said that the average user spends 88% more time on a website with video. And in return, when more people spend, when people spend more time on our website, that kind of alerts the search engines. Oh, well, she must have like a great, helpful and useful website to push you up higher on that, you know, search rankings. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I love, I want to share this too, is I, okay. So I'm a huge fan of making evergreen videos. And that's when literally like video is like your twins selling for you 24 seven. So by evergreen videos, um, it's basically not live videos. So, uh, putting a, you, you know, like publishing on YouTube, on IGTV, on your website, those are examples of evergreen videos. So multivision digital found that the average lifespan of video is four years which means like when I launched my YouTube channel almost two years ago, I'm still growing my email list from videos I literally posted two years ago, okay? Whereas Multivision Digital found that the average lifespan of a Facebook post is three hours and seven minutes. And so like video is just, it's like, it's like having Christmas, every day, you know, it's like, you're just, you're opening up, you know, that your convert kit or whatever, and seeing your email list growing from videos you made, you know, a year or two years, whatever ago. It's awesome. And evergreen content is so, so incredible to have because it saves you so much time because you can always repurpose it. I mean, it's <laughs> always serving you. It's always serving your audience. Exactly. Yeah. And I love it too. Like I feel, so basically if you make videos, right, you can repurpose that in so many different areas, a blog, um, even like people will also repurpose them for podcasts. Um, of course, like posts for emails, all of that stuff. Um, but if you don't start with creating a video, then you'll always have to make a video. So let's say you created a blog post, well, then, you know, you can't turn that into a podcast or obviously not into a video, right? Mm -hmm. Video has all of the different mediums that you can kind of just sprinkle them within your content creation and um, kind of like create a rainbow of, <laughs> of, of <options>. content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of options. Content and options, <laughs> options for that content. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been amazing. We have so many great tips and I, 
you know, we now know how to edit too, or you at least the tools to use to edit. And so we could create out of those videos that we that are evergreen, we could then create snippets or like 15 second videos on Instagram or just different things. Yeah, you know, exactly. highlight little highlight reels that we can put on different places on social media because we know everybody loves video. So even if they are short, they're still getting more attention than that static post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I want to share too briefly is how, you know, so I talked about messaging, right? Like knowing what to say and having a plan. We talked about artistry, which is filming and editing. The third component that's so important is promotion. So you want to make sure that you get your ideal client or ideal customer to see your video. And one of the key factors is to optimize your video. So you want to make sure that you are using keywords, you're tagging the video, that type of a thing. And then also, you know, we talked a little bit about repurposing that would also be under promotion. So it, so the messaging artistry and promotion is basically, it stands for map and I call it my map method. And once you do all of those three for a video, the, using the map method, you will have what I call a lucrative video, which is making more money in your business and making a bigger impact. And who doesn't want that? Yeah, I know. And it's so much fun too, Robin. <laughs> well, you've definitely inspired me to start doing more videos and to play with the editing component. Like I, I'm notorious, like I'll do a video and there's slap it up there with a still shot at the in the front of it so that you know it's not sitting there with my face all contorted or yeah. something so, <laughs> but this is great 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 tools and information and I love the map method that now I can see a process mm-hmm. and you know when you talk about optimizing the video for SEO for search engine optimization I did an entire podcast episode on optimizing images for for the website. Oh, awesome. For SEO. So I think, you know, the, when you upload a video into say WordPress or whatever, whatever platform you host your website on, that is that, that episode would be a great mm-hmm. asset to anybody wanting to do the same thing for video because the, the characteristics and the information that you want to upload with the keywords, the tags and everything else are all the same. Exactly. And then I would highly suggest too putting that video on YouTube because YouTube is the second largest search engine. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously, you know, people know it's owned by Google as well. So it's so powerful. And, and although, um, like optimizing it for YouTube, sure. If someone types in, you know, like how to cook legumes or whatever, <laughs> like, you know, your video about that will pop up. But the other important factor though, and this is probably the most important factor is that when you optimize on YouTube, it tells YouTube what your video is about. And therefore they'll be able to suggest your video and put it in people's feeds who are watching similar videos. And that's how I believe it's at least 70% of all YouTube videos are seen just from putting, you know, the, YouTube putting videos in front of you and suggested and stuff. Wow. So we've got the statistics are really profound in terms of what video can do for a business. Mm -hmm. I think they're very powerful numbers. So Patricia, how can the listeners connect with you and maybe even work with you? 
Yeah. So they can go to my website, which is lucrativevideos.com. And, um, I also have a free training that is how to film yourself professionally on a phone. So it's a free training video and guide, and that's at lucrativevideos.com slash training. And then also on YouTube and Instagram. Awesome. Oh, I am so glad you were here. This is an excellent conversation and one that I needed just as a reminder to get out there and do more video. But I think so many people are intimidated by video and you've made the process seem so smooth and so easy that if we can just step outside of that box that fear has put us in related to video, we can create great content that's going to help our business be a lot more lucrative and we'll be able to touch more lives. So thank you so much for being here, Patricia. Uh, thanks, Robin. It's so good to be here. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at the Robin Graham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the Second Phase podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.